If you brought your Bible, we are going to start out in the book of Genesis. That is the very beginning of the Bible. We're going to be talking about Adam and Eve. Uh, Maybe you've heard of them. Maybe you haven't. But Adam and Eve, they were the very first two people that God created right after he created the heavens and the earth. And, And they were the start of the human race. But before we jump there... How many of you guys know, how many of you guys realize that we live in a world that is full of just of lies, of deceit? We live in a messed up world. But before we read these verses in Genesis, um, we're sitting here today because um, right, after, right after God created the heavens and the earth, he created uh, man and woman in his image and to be in relationship with him. And then, then here's the deal. They did something unthinkable, something unbelievable. The first humans on the earth gave in to lies and the deceit of the devil. They committed sin and and sin has been the thing that's been holding back, um, holding us back ever since that moment. And so let's be honest. um, Let's be honest for a moment. Um. How many of you guys, I know I've done this. How many of you guys like thinking about the story of Adam and Eve and creation and all this kind of stuff and about how Adam and Eve really messed it up for all the rest of us? How many of you guys, like I I legit have gotten mad at Adam and Eve. I'm like, I cannot believe them. They ruined it for the rest of us. Cannot believe those guys. I have gotten mad at them. And it's like, it's like this. It's like those days in, in practice, football, basketball, whatever it is you're doing. Those days in practice where the coach, he starts out mad, right? He's already mad. And he's like, all right, at the end of practice today, we're all running suicides or whatever. He, he calls out. He's like, we're all running. We're going to run till you puke. And then you go through your whole practice. And then at the end of the practice, the coach calls everyone together and has has the kind of team huddle before he sends you off into the locker room. And then he's about to, to send you off. And then there's that one kid. Hey, hey coach, you remember you're supposed to make us run today. You guys know, you've had that, you're like, everyone's punching that kid and beating that kid up. Don't forget you were going to make us run suicides today, coach. Like, that's, that's the guy that ruins it for everyone. And, and that's what Adam and Eve kind of did for us, too. And I've got to be honest, I've gotten, I've gotten mad at Adam and Eve. Like, uh, but I, here's the deal, though. I'm not sure if I wouldn't have made that same mistake. I can't say my, myself, I'm so, I'm so holy, I'm so good, I'm so wonderful, that I, I wouldn't make that mistake as well. But you've got to know that the product of all the great things in your life is Jesus. The product of all the great things in your life is Jesus. And the product of the bad and horrible things in your life is sin. But let's be honest in this room. You can't blame everything on the devil. Right? Like, I I knew people growing up, and you may have heard this statement. When people do something stupid or something bad, people are like, Oh, the devil made me do it. devil can't make you do anything. Sometimes we just make stupid decisions. Sometimes we do dumb things. If you're texting and driving and you run over a cat, it is not a product of sin. That is divine appointment. Amen? Right? No, but seriously, if you're texting and driving and you you run over a person, unfortunately, that'd be a terrible thing. But if you run over someone, that is not a product of sin. That's a product of stupidity and carelessness. 
But when we look at things like, like death, like anxiety, like addiction, like lust, and things that, that you and I may wrestle with all the time, it's a product of sin in this world. See, God created humans in His image to be like Him, and we messed up, and we need a Savior, and we live in a world that is full of lies and full of deceit, and, but God... God, he, he will continue to reveal his love and his truth to us. There's probably many people, even tonight, right here in this room, that you may have been on this like quest to discover truth. You're like, I want to know truth. I want to know what truth is, what reality, what this is all about. And, and I'm sure maybe, maybe you're here tonight and maybe you haven't even thought about it that way. Maybe you're brand new to this church thing and, and maybe you or maybe you're in this room and you've grown up in church. But regardless of where you're at, we're all on the same journey to discover truth in our lives. And, and if that's what you're looking for, then tonight you're in the right place. Tonight we're going to look at, at truth and why it matters and, we're, and why talking about truth, why it matters to Gen Z about your generation and truth matters Really, to your generation, truth. Matt, you guys, you guys can spell a, you guys can tell a, a fake from someone who's acting real. You guys can spot a fake a mile away. It, you know truth. You you can see and and you can you can spot things and you can notice things. Um, and, and here's the deal about truth: we've got to get this right as Generation Z. Because if we don't, it could hold us back from everything that God has planned for us. So I want to check this out in Genesis 3. We're going to read verses 1 through 5 tonight, and it'll be on the screen. It says this, Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. How many of you guys like hate snakes? That's it? Okay. Well, I do not like snakes. But it says this, Um... The snake said this to the woman, listen, did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. But God said, you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden. Neither shall you touch it lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened. And you will be like God, knowing good from evil. See, God clearly told Adam and Eve who they were. He told them who they were. When he created them, when he designed them, when he put them together, he told them who they were. He established their identity and and their lives. And then Satan, he shows up in the form of a serpent. And he fed them some lies and and some some deceit. And he stole their identity. Just like Adam and Eve, like Satan, he's all the time on a quest to steal our identity from God. To rob us from living a life full of God. Has anyone in this room ever had your identity stolen? No? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah it's, it's no fun. But back in the day, um, before everyone like carried around a phone in their pocket. We used to have these things called house phones. And they were attached to the wall with a really long cord onto them. And, and uh, 
People would call your house. People, here's what would happen to me. People would call our house and they'd be looking for my mom, for my dad. And um, my mom, her name is Carol. She's pretty awesome. Um, but I would answer the phone. And I was a very manly middle school man. And, and I would answer the phone. I'd say, hello. And the person on the other end would say, oh, hey, Carol, how are you? I was, <laughs> that would make me so mad. So then I started answering the phone, hello. Like, like is this the devil? Like, uh, but it, it would make me so mad because I sounded like my mom. And, and even this, even my grandma, the mother of my mom would call up and I would answer and she'd go, hey, Carol. It's, it's me, Grandma. So I started, here's the deal, I, I started playing it up. I started actually um, acting like my mom, and I was getting pretty good at it too. And, and so, but eventually people who knew my mom would, would figure it out. But one time, I tried to skip school. And um, I tried to call into the school as my mom, right? Because no one could tell. I sound like a woman. And um, it didn't work out very well for me that day. Um, I got into a lot of trouble. I got uh, suspended from I, or was it ISS now, and I got into big trouble. So, But here's the deal. When your identity is stolen, it's not that somebody is trying to be you. It's, it's somebody trying to be something that you could never be. See, identity theft, it's all around us. Sometimes um, when I'm on the way home from work, Kristen will call in a pizza and, and ask me to come by and, and pick it up on the way home. And, and so she calls... The pizza place, and she leaves her name. And I'm sorry, Theo, it's not Papa John's, but I, I show up at Pizza Hut, and I'm like, I'm here to pick up the pizza for Kristen. And they look at me like up from the little computer with the dust flower filled room. It's you feel walk out of there feeling dusty, and I, it, maybe it's just me. But they look up from their little computer, and they're like, "You don't look like a Kristen." Like, well, it's me, and that's my pizza. And like, they're like, Pizza Hut is serious about their. They're like, I don't believe your name's Kristen. Like, well, it was my wife. But anyways, Pizza Hut is rough, man. But back to Adam and Eve. God, He had already told them. He told Adam and Eve what was true. He told them what was real. And then the devil creeps in, and he begins to tell them something that was contrary to what God had just said. So the devil, he tried to twist God's truth. Did God really say this? Or was God really saying this? See, listen, anything less than God's truth in your life is a counterfeit. Anything less than God's truth in your life is a counterfeit. Counterfeits are not good things. A while ago in, the, in our church offering, someone dropped a counterfeit $50 bill. Like it's sitting up in Pastor Dennis's offer. It's kind of cool, actually. Um, but you can look at it and be like, this, this is not real. It looks real at first. People ripping us off. Anyways, counterfeits are not good things. A counterfeit's not a good thing. If you're in this room and you're trying to be somebody you're not, chances are it's not going to work out very well for you. See, people will catch on and, and when they catch on that you're a counterfeit and they won't want to be around you. It turns out that people like to be Around real, authentic people. Anyone else in here like real people? Not fake people. 
AI people. Anyways, but Adam and Eve, they knew this. They knew this and they began to doubt what God said, not because they didn't hear his voice, but because they chose to settle for the version of the truth that the enemy told them. The only way for us to remember and to know who God has created us to be is for us to know God first. The only way for you to know who you are in life is to know who God is first. See, Adam and Eve, they they lost sight of this because they stopped worrying about the voice of God and they started listening to the voice of the enemy. And some some of us in this room, maybe we have done the same thing. Maybe we've lost part of our identity in God because we've backed off from focusing on who God is and we've backed off from getting to know Him and growing closer to Him. 1 John 4, 8, it says this, whoever does, not, <clears throat> whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. And that's not just talking about loving others, but it's also talking about loving yourself as well. See, if you want to experience the only real, true love in this world, it's found in God. It's found in knowing God. See, when God is your first love, when God's your first love, your your love for yourself, your love for others, it, it, it can begin to grow and it can begin to grow a much deeper love than you've ever experienced before. But you need God's love in your life. That's the best way. See, Satan, what he does, he tries to voice lies in our lives and, and then he makes us question God's truth. And he does the same thing with us. Like in, in the Bible, for those of you who know Satan, he's referred to as the father of what? He's the, called the father of lies. That means he's the inventor of lies. He's all about lies. That's what he's, that, it's what he's good at. It's what he's best at. He's the father of lies. See, the enemy got Adam and Eve to believe a lie, which caused them to feel the consequences of sin, which in turn affected us today. Isn't it amazing how sins that, that we can commit, not only can affect us, but people around us as well. People in our, in our, our friendships, our, our homes, our schools, it can, uh, sins and lies and ways we live can not only affect us, but it affects many people around us. It says this later in chapter 7. <clears throat> then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. He said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? See, Adam and Eve's reality didn't change but they, their confidence of who they are in God did. And, it, and it's crazy in this story, in the creation story, uh, it's not like they were created with clothes on. I mean, they were made naked. That's how they were, and that's all they knew. They didn't know clothes. But then all of a sudden, in their sin, they knew shame. Immediately in their sin, they knew shame. Some of you... There are thoughts that you think about yourself, things that never even existed in your life until you allowed the wrong voices to speak into your life. 
Just like the enemy got Adam and Eve to take their focus off God and, to, and focus on other things, he's trying to do the same thing with us. So after all this, God's talking with Adam and Eve, and he says, who told you this? Who told you that you're naked? Because God never did. He never told them that. So let me ask you tonight, who told you that you're worthless? Who told you that you're a loser? Who told you that you weren't good enough? Who told you that you weren't smart enough? Who told that you were ugly? Who told you that you were trash? Who told you that you were alone? Who told you that you're addicted? Who told you that you're insecure? Who told you that you were you will never become who Jesus called you to be? Because I can tell you tonight that the only one that matters is God. And I can tell you this, that God will never tell you that. He will never say that to you. Don't believe the lies of the enemy. The voice of God in your life will always point you to good things and remind you of, uh, of who he's created you to be. <clears throat> It'll always point you to good things. And some of us in there, we've had thoughts about ourselves and, and, and basically they're simply put lies that we think about ourselves. When we think of ourselves as less than, we, we think of ourselves as worthless. It's nothing but lies. It's not reality. And we've lost confidence in who God's created us to be. Adam and Eve, they were always naked. They were created that way. And all of a sudden, they had this new perspective because the enemy came. He came on the scene and he got them to doubt something that God had already spoken to them. Who told you that? See, in their confusion, God straight up asked them, who told you that? Who said that to you? Because he didn't. Maybe God's asking some of you tonight, who told you that your life was a mess? Who told you that you're not worth it? That you're not valuable? Maybe some of you in this room, you lay in bed at night and you have thoughts about how the world may be better if you weren't in it. But I want you to know that that is a lie straight from the pit of hell. The devil is trying to rob this great Generation Z of its purpose. And the only way he can do that is to get you to believe something that's a lie. I believe that by the end of the tonight, there may be some students who will find freedom and truth in this room. There are things that some of us have been believing for years that God never meant for you to believe. That God never meant to you, for you to hold on to. Things that aren't true. I want to challenge you tonight to not to leave this place until you find that freedom in your life. 